everyone. My name is Meredith. Welcome to the Tune In with Meredith podcast, soon to be Guiding God's Daughters. Um, Before I get started, I just want to ask if you could please share this podcast with your friends who um, need to hear this message and need to know they're not alone. Um, That would be great. So I'm a little under the weather with the flu, so please bear with me as I attempt to deliver this. Uh, Well, I thought it was going to be a little shorter, but I don't know if it is anymore. Um, So, but there's just so much going on in the world right now that I need to touch on that. I'm going to give you some spiritual perspective, and then I want to dive, give you some scripture at the end. Um, So let me just start with this. You know I'm passionate about our next generation of women standing up for who they are as women of God. I've gotten so many affirmations even in the last week of why guiding God's daughters is so needed. It's actually getting me excited. But just because it gets me excited doesn't mean that I don't think it's going to be difficult. Like, I truly believe that we need this. Um, We women of God need this at this time. Um, I think this, the messages I'm going to give you truly are God's work. It's, it's, it's really, I'm just a vessel for his grace. So before I jump into some of this kind of heavier stuff, I just want to say a quick prayer because it's heavy. So Father God, I just pray that whoever needs to hear these words, whoever needs to uh, take this and be strengthened by it, I just pray that you reach them, um, reach their hearts, give them strength, give them hope, give them peace, uh, especially for those who are in any fear. I just pray that you would give them a desire to seek you to get in your word. And I just pray pray for any spiritual warfare that goes um, amongst us when uh, I deliver this. I just pray that you remove it and that we remember that we are in a spiritual battle in this world. Father, give us strength and grace in your great name. Amen. So here's the deal. What I'm seeing is the left woke Marxist loving people have it out for our parents and children. And I'm here to say, watch out, because we're not going anywhere. I had my sweatshirt on earlier with my lion on it and I was gonna wear it, but it's getting warm outside, so I thought I'd wear something springy. But let's just look at some of the ways the enemy is working right now. So you've probably seen all the stuff about what happened with DeSantis in Florida last week and the parental bill rights bill number 1557 that was passed. You know, everyone's saying it's the anti-gay bill. And um, first of all, it wasn't his bill. It wasn't his idea. It was brought to him um, by his, um, you know, what is it, state members that were going to pass it. Um, So... Of course, they make it all him and how he's opposed to it. But um, what does the mainstream media do? They call it the anti-gay bill. And uh, when it's simply just parents not wanting their kids, especially what, before fourth grade and kindergarten, needing to know about gender identity and sexual orientation. Um, Some of these kids, they want to teach them in preschool about this stuff. This is not age appropriate. It's also propaganda where people are trying to get this gender stuff identity into kids' minds. You know, I don't know um, how you learned about sex identity. Um, Your parents probably taught you some. Um, My mom and my parents kind of didn't, weren't great at teaching, but uh, about it. But I went to Catholic school and I think they 
could have done better on it. Um, you know, I remember being, I think it was in the third grade when they split the boys and the girls in two different groups and taught us something about the birds and the bees. Um, and it didn't involve picking your gender. Um, then I remember being in Catholic high school and uh, the nun, yes, the nun, getting up and telling us as she handed out Snapple bottle caps that click when you hit the middle. I think I still have it. Um, and it says, this is your conscience calling. Uh, when it came to discussing um, abstaining from sex and having any desire to do that. So I'm not saying that the way I was taught is the right way, but I believe that is there is a certain time and place for kids to learn about this stuff. And we try to um, tell Ellie about mommy's body, daddy's body, how they're different, how you're like mommy, um, you're a girl. Um, but telling a kid that they can pick their gender when kids' brains aren't even developed, I think until they're 25, you're, you're supposed to be protecting from them, from this stuff. So, um, you know, then you deal, then DeSantis gets this attack from Disney where Disney saying, you know, um, you know, you should not be supporting this bill to him, which we all know, already know that C, um, the CEO of Disney and Disney has become a very woke company. Um, you know, tons of people, I mean, I, when I was researching this, there were tons of articles on how many people don't, um, even like to go to, Disney has totally changed and it's not fun anymore. I mean, tons of articles on it. So it's so woke and, um, which yeah, kind of takes away from the simple joys of Disney. But, um, my point with this being is that, you know, we need to be aware. And one of my friends sent me this Twitter, um, thing from a mom who wrote a letter to the CEO of Disney. I'm just going to read it to you. Dear Mr. Chapik, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I am a simple stay-at-home mom of four children. My family is not important to you. Until this morning, we owned a small amount of Disney stock, tried to get to Disney World every couple of years, and have loved all things Disney for a long time. Today, our relationship with Disney came to an end. If Disney is not going to support protecting young children from activist teachers and predators, then we cannot trust Disney any longer with our children. I know the little amount of Disney stock we sold this morning will have no impact on your company whatsoever, but at least we will not be part of a company who seems to care more about appeasing a woke 20-something Twitter mob than keeping young children safe. The parental rights bill was passed to keep inappropriate sexual content out of kindergarten through third grade. This isn't controversial, it's about protecting children ages 5 to 8. My youngest child is seven years old. She loves princesses and baby dolls, has huge gaps and missing teeth when she smiles, thinks her teachers are rock stars, and hugs everyone. She is in first grade. There is absolutely no situation where sexual instruction is appropriate for her. None. I would be very concerned if any adult thought otherwise. This bill is not anti-gay, anti-straight, anti-anything. It is pro-child and pro-parent. It is sad that we need these types of bills at all. But we have seen firsthand how activists disguised as teachers use their power to promote inappropriate content to children and then try to hide it from the parents. How does a CEO of a company that caters to families and children oppose a bill that protects young children? We would have been content for Disney not to weigh in, and weigh in at all. But now that you have, I'm sure you realize there is no gray on this issue. You either support protection of young children or you support groomers and activists. CEOs across America continue to let screaming 20-somethings on Twitter lead them by the nose in this crazy direction, destroying our society along the way. We desperately need adults in the room to stop this woke hysteria, and this current group of CEOs continues to fail. Bam! I'm going to put it on my show notes, but that mom definitely said, I think, what 
a lot of parents probably feel. You know, I just, I don't even know what to say to it. Uh, I get, you know, and having a daughter that's two and a half who does love princesses and, you know, we're thinking about going to Disney and this is all stuff that I have to consider. You know, we're in the middle of it. So, um, perfect example, you know, you go on Disney Plus today and there's Red Panda, right? Their main feature. And I don't know how much you've heard about Red Panda. It's kind of hard to find any negative uh, articles on it or uh, critiques of it because everything's how great it is. Um, and I kind of don't want to watch it because my my spirit is just, just senses this this there's some demonic stuff going on. And I saw that there's all kinds of rituals with it. And um, yeah, I think it's great that I guess I talk about girls periods and that's great that there's some talk of it. But I think what I'm hearing is that it, um, you know, incurs a separation from parents, which is kind of Marxist. It's like, you know, we uh, this whole sexual identity thing, identity thing is teaching kids to think they don't need their parents and separate from their parents. And um, it is just not a safe thing. And that's um, where this this movie really goes, you know, and and this girl, you know, gets all these emotions. And, you know, what do you do with these? And, you know, let your inner I don't even know what they said, your inner something come out. And um, which, yeah, we all have emotions. But this I really think there's this whole emotionalism where it's pushing you know, let your emotions run your life, which is not what the Lord teaches, but of course the world is teaching it. And, um, I was going to do my whole podcast on just the emotionalism. Um, but because of all the stuff going on, there's more to it. So, um, you know, we just have to be awake and vigilant, um, because like my daughter is watching cartoons. Um, I know I can't shield her from all of it. You know, I, I, I'm not naive enough. I've had, I've helped raise teenagers, um, and I, uh, and preteens, I'm well aware that I can't protect them from any, everything. Um, but some of it is just not necessary. And, uh, but that's not going to stop the wokeness. So I don't know if you saw, um, last week, Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg's husband was on Instagram leading a pledge of allegiance to the gay pride flag. Why? That, again, why is that Okay. That's what I just don't get. Let's normalize everything that isn't normal. And I'm not saying that I, I know that it's like normal now to have gays everywhere. It's fine. I'm not saying I'm anti-gay. I'm saying that why do you need to push this agenda on us? <sighs> it's just so frustrating. And then you wonder why, oh, our, our kids are being sexualized? Hmm, that doesn't make any sense. No, it really does. This is why it's so important for us to teach our kids that their true identity comes from Christ. So when the enemy comes at them for their sexual identity, they can stand against the devil's schemes because he would just love to attack and just totally hijack their identity so they never know who Christ is, which to me is why a relationship with God is so important for these kids. It can't just be about dead, dry, dull religion. It's got to be they have to know Jesus. They have to know the Lord or they're not going to know that saving grace. So anyway, last night my husband was telling me about this podcast it's this guy, Todd Herman, who we both love. He, we first heard him, he was um, filling in for Rush Limbaugh when he was dying and he just is sharp. He's a strong Christian and uh, he just tells it like it is. He actually left his station in Seattle um, because he wasn't woke enough and uh, took a huge pay cut and moved out to the boonies, I think in Idaho, um, and just continues to do his show so well. Um, and his podcast is something I'll post on the page, but 
Um, he did an episode on gender identity and the attack on teen girls. And the topic is about an 11-year-old girl with autism who was um, basically groomed um, to change genders and what happened after that. So um, I recommend listening to it um, because this is the kind of stuff that happens. But, you know, of course, the mainstream media is all like, this is normal. We have to embrace it. We have to, you know, help these kids, um, you know, embrace their I, wanting to be a different sex and gender. And I just uh, I just don't agree with it. So um, and that brings me it's just the message is being pushed everywhere. And then I don't know if you saw yesterday, but Rachel Levine, who is the assistant secretary for health and human services, was just made woman of the year from uh, USA Today. I mean, what? I mean, I would say why? I mean, I almost expect it now. It's like, of course, of course. But really, how does that inspire women? I get I guess there's people that are inspired to um, she's brave because she's being transgender. It takes it back to that whole thing that happened with. Kate, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, you know, how brave she was when she decided she came um, to, out to be trans. And um, but that is for me, that's not not what I consider brave. I consider um, a woman standing up for Christ brave. But we're not going to see that in the news. So, um, you know, a woman who has overcome trials by leaning on God, that to me is brave. <sighs> One last thing. Have you seen, have you or your kids seen Euphoria? I'm not sure if it's on HBO. I think it's HBO. But it's all about high school kids and it glamorizes drugs, drinking, and sex. Of course, it's the most popular show and it's getting awards. Um, go to Common Sense Media and you can see some of the reviews. When I saw this is sheer porn and violence marketed as an important social issue. Why am I pointing this out? Because it's another way the enemy is normalizing vile behaviors in our culture. And, um, you know, I'm a recovering addict, so I'm not saying I don't understand that, especially with the way fentanyl is coming in our country. It's not like I don't understand that kids are getting addicted to drugs, but we should not be glamorizing it. Come on. Are you crazy? But they want, what do they want to do? Destroy our kids and destroy our families. You have to be awake and aware. Your kids are watching this whatever age they are, they're what they are being influenced. So people, there is demonic stuff going on out there. Please don't miss this. I know I say this every week, but please get in the word, buy a Bible or get the app. Don't leave it up to Sunday sermons and devotionals. You need to read it for yourself. Our pastor <clears throat> was kind of referring to the war in Ukraine and Russia and, and uh, he pointed to he said, you are smack dab in the middle of a spiritual war. And I talk about this all the time. We are in spiritual war. Matthew 24, fourth rate says, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear wars and rumors of wars. Hmm. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. End times, people. If you're not studying or, or getting in more info on this, you're missing it. And you're going to let your fear of the world take over fear of God, which is what you want. Which I know doesn't, for common sense people, that doesn't make sense, but it does. You want to put your fear in God, not the world or people. Matthew 24, 24 to 25. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. 
See, I have told you ahead of time, even the elect. Hmm. Wonder why I got out of Washington. Wonder why it's such a crazy show there right now. Hmm. Gurry Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends upon human tradition and the eternal, elemental, spiritual forces of this world rather than Christ. Verse 16 through 17, Therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to religious festival, a new moon celebration on a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. There is so much good stuff, and I'm going to talk a ton more about spiritual forces on this podcast because, oof, that's another way the enemy is working hard. Horoscopes, crystals, witches, all that really fun stuff. He is working hard on that, especially in our next generation. Anyway, verse 20. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of the world, there's that phrase again, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have had to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human conditions and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence sensual indulgence there it is and that brings me to my devotion everything in the woke world is about indulging your senses mm, the enemy sure does like that then we wonder why we're driven by our emotions and our cravings and then we crash because it's temporal it's not going to satisfy us we're letting our hearts drive us instead of realizing lord knows our hearts so when we have to have something like, I, I need to have this Sunday, we have to be aware that it's our senses taking over. God already knows that's going to happen. Proverbs 21 verse 2 says, A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. I don't care how much it tempts you, the Lord knows what's in your heart. There's a reason you're going to that, and it's not just for your senses. It's because there's something in your heart crying out for relief, and turning to feeding the flesh is what you'd rather do than go to God. The hard part is that we live in a world that is pushing you away from God and towards those fleshly desires. It's doing everything it can to deny God's existence, which is why we so desperately need to keep him at the front of our minds. We must remember Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? The Lord searches the heart and examines the mind. Only he understands it. He is the one who searches it. So why not go to him instead of all these other crazy sources and potential, you know, identities? Uh, we're so afraid of letting our guard down when it comes to, especially around food and weight. Like, oh, I have a weakness. Who doesn't? Um, you know, come, when it comes to this stuff, I look at Isaiah 43. And the Lord brought this to me last Friday, and it's one of my favorite passages. Um, and it's actually in my book. But right now, we all feel like there are storms in us, around us. It's just crazy. So Isaiah 43, 1 through verse 3 says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Do not fear, I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. Waters, rivers, fire, you will not go down. 
Don't feed the fears with food. Feed the fears with faith. Could put about 50 things into that. Don't feed the fears with diets. Feed the fears with faith. Don't feed the fears of people. Feed the fears with fear of God. Anyway, lastly, since I'm wearing green for St. Pash, I just want to wish everyone a happy St. Pat's. Um, St. Pat's used to be one of those holidays I gave myself the excuse to escape into the cravings and flesh. I take drinking and eating to a whole new level. It was an excuse to binge and escape. Today, I can celebrate my family's roots, my alma mater at Notre Dame, and I don't have to drink over it. Yes, I said it. You don't have to drink on St. Pat's Day. I know there are a lot of domers who don't believe that's true, but it is. You know, I don't believe in luck. I believe in grace and favor, and I believe God has given me those because I've chosen and continue to choose every day to walk in his footsteps. St. Pat's Day used to be a huge trigger for me with the alcohol and food, but it doesn't have to be anymore. Pick up my book to find out more about these trigger days. Lastly, next week, I'm going to be on vacation in Florida, and I'm hoping to do a message simply because I think vacation is a great spot to talk about all sorts of crazy triggers. So look for me then, and if you don't see me, it's because I just decided to be present um, and relax in the moment with my family, but I still want to meet you guys and connect and um, give you a word. So anyway, I think that's about it. Um, I'm going to close with a prayer. Father God, I know you had a lot, there was a lot to say this week, and I just pray that whoever needs to hear it receives it, um, and I just pray your protection. Um, over us and those who um, want to follow you and want to walk in your footsteps, Lord. We love you, and we're just so grateful um, for your presence and leadership in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, see you guys next week. Have a good one. Enjoy the sunshine if it's shining where you are. Okay, bye-bye.